0: the weekend oh is this the asmr version of the podcast
1: yeah is whispering good for asmr like do people like whispering because it can can... it can be a bit much for me you know especially when it's a recorded whisper like a whisper is supposed to be quiet but when you whisper into the microphone it's really loud
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i think there's two different kinds of whispers um there's like the i'm whispering whisper which is like loud like that first one that you just did Mm-hmm. And then there's the quiet whisper, which is like, that's the ASMR one right there. Oh, I see. So you've got to put it on. You've got you to, got put to it on. really try to speak quiet. And that's when the
1: ASMR kicks in right there. Yeah. Okay. I, um, yeah, I, I've, I've forewent my ASMR training, uh, before we started this podcast. So that's my bad. That's fine. That's fine. I'll
0: catch you up. I'll catch, <laughs> catch you up as we go. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, do you get into ASMR? Do you, have you listened to ASMR before? Oh. Uh, Oh
1: uh, man, I did, I did this thing, um, which was recommended by my psychologist that is like, um, bilateral sounds, which oh, yeah? is basically, uh, you listen to a bunch of sounds that go from the left to the right in quick succession for like 10 to 20 minutes. And it's kind yeah. of like a medication, uh, <laughs> a meditation, oh. not a medication, um, and the idea is that it's like calming because it gives you something, um, specific to focus on. Right. Is that like binaural beats? Is that the same thing? Uh, no, not okay. really. Like bi- bilateral stimulation is very specific and it's like right. timing between left and right and that kind of thing. Whereas binaural, it like... For me, that's definitely ASMR or right, AMSR okay. or whatever it is because it's like, you know, it's about like the fidelity and your like sound stage with your headphones and it's all crispy
0: and good. If you could tell me what ASMR stands for, that'd be uh, that'd be really handy. Just go for it. Don't have to look it up. Just go for it.
1: ASMR. or Audio. Sensual. matriarchal Uh uh-huh
0: ringing (laughs) (laughs) very very darian response Uh, apparently it stands for autonomous sensory meridian response meridian come on no no one's getting meridian no no (laughs) yeah anyway I, i like seeing what when you get a a um series of letters that could really mean anything i love hearing what people think it means <laughs> that's one of the little joys in life <laughs> uh well uh, yeah look it's good to be here it's good to be mm. talking about asmr how are you joe i'm good um had a big old sleep in this morning feeling mm. refreshed feeling ready for the weekend mm-hmm. um I got, uh, we booked a wedding yesterday, as I mentioned before the pod. So that was pretty fun. Congrats, dude. That's so huge. Hell yeah. We, um, we went to Le Bon Ton afterwards as well. Cause it's like right around the corner. Oh, how good is Le Bon Ton? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, they've, they've really done a good job of like separating out the restaurant to the bar. Like, oh, I yeah. don't know how they've done it, but there's like a little restaurant section out the side. Hmm which is different to the little strip that we went through when we did that uh, Good Beer Week thing like a millennia ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so the bar's like right there, but somehow you don't hear the lads in there as, as much as you think you would. You know, the lads are coming in, wahey, wah, hey, they they make their laddish noises. and <laughs> you, you don't have to be right there. It's great. Yeah, yeah. They got good uh, lad
1: soundproofing, good lad acoustics in, acoustic. in that venue. <laughs> yeah
0: ladoo sticks as they call it in the <laughs> oh dear um yeah and it's just a beautiful venue as well uh, and i had of course i had the brisket jamie had some chicken it was it was great it was great oh, uh, delicious yeah and then we got my dad and his partner coming to visit tonight and jamie's mum is coming to visit cuz believe it or not jamie and jamie hasn't met my dad or my mum well, jamie's oh. sorry jamie's mum hasn't met my dad or my mum i believe it I believe yeah. it. Sometimes
1: you gotta keep that shit separate, you know? You gotta Absolutely. keep you gotta keep those worlds on
0: the other side of the world if you feel me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so we figured it's probably uh probably time, you know. Yeah. Look, if you're booking a venue for your wedding, it, it is probably time. <laughs> Something about having the meet for the first time at the wedding feels like kind of dystopian. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we are in a in a dystopia, so checks out. <laughs> Yeah. How have
1: you, uh, been escaping this dystopia we live in? You've been playing any video James?
0: I have been playing a few of those James. Um, I played, I mean, I played a little bit of the game of the month this month. Um, oh, yeah. I played a bit of bloody, uh, Boulder's Gate. I've just been deep in Boulder's Gate. Let's face it. Hell yeah. Um, I think I'm coming to the end of act one, act one. So I've done the main set of objectives. Um, nice i think i think i think they're about to be okay you can you've done your thing move on to the next area uh, mm-hmm. but there's also like many loose ends um places i'm yet to visit mm. um, areas where i have been but died and decided not to go back there upon reloading mm. um, oh
1: is it is it the kind of game where you're keeping a notebook so you can like remember where
0: to revisit I'm not, and I should be, because the quest system is, like, really hard to mm, keep track of. Right. It's, like, it keeps track It keeps track of all the quests, but there's, like, multiple entries for basically the same thing, because multiple threads come out of the same thing. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yep. So it'll be, like, you gotta get this, you gotta fix this thing that you're afflicted with right at the start of the game. And then it's, like, okay, now there's three other entries after speaking to, like, two people about fixing that thing that you've been afflicted with at the start of the game and you can go in any of those directions but they're all kind of sorted under the one heading. Right, I'm with you. Yeah. So it need yeah, it would be great to have a notebook to be like, "Hey, remember to go here." You can put markers on the map and write descriptions on them, but it's yeah, it's still pretty Mm, hard to digest <laughs> yeah look it just sounds massive it just sounds like a huge
1: undertaking and so if you're like tracking a main quest or a side quest and it has branching paths like it's gonna be hard to display that information you know yeah. even as a game designer, you're like all right we want to make this clear for the player it's like well there's 14 branching paths like uh how do you make that clear without just having like 14
0: dots under the quest marker or whatever it's just yeah that's that's a lot (laughs) yeah i think they've done good with what they've got but it's yeah it's definitely like i should be keeping some notes about um status of stuff as well like yeah yeah certain certain um certain paths become blocked off to you at certain points because of choices that you make and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Um, Or like, you know, think choice points that I should be like, Hey, name this save more accurately than just like auto save 207 or something, because this is a point to go back to maybe yeah okay oh that
1: sounds so attractive to me that's what i liked about the witcher you know i was just like and disco elysium is just Mm -hmm. it felt like a canon playthrough i was like no reloads baby we're we're going all the way with our shitty decision making
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah look i've been doing mostly no reloads there'll be times when i'm like in a in a battle and i'm like pretty fucked you know like i've got one guy left and he's on like 10 hp and I could try to keep fighting, but it's basically a waste of time. I may as well just reload.
1: Oh, I mean, that's, I, I wouldn't even consider that
0: a reload. That's like just a shortcut game over type of deal. Right, 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 right. And then another one that happened, which wasn't my fault. There was like some cloud save issue with Steam. Like I'd, I'd saved and um, I couldn't save again because of the cloud save syncing error that they had. I, I think they patched it now, but it was right. an issue before. Okay. Um, and i'd done i played like an hour and a half of like this witch's cabin and um it was really hard and i got to the final boss but i was like there was no way i was going to beat it uh, unless i like had been saving along the way and like had was able to go back and make better decisions throughout those saves but uh, i just didn't have any of those saves so i was like i guess i'm going going back to the front of the witch's cabin where i can't <laughs> where i haven't done anything yet <laughs> <Turn around. laughs> oh, brutal yeah um so, yeah. And I messaged some friends and they're like, apparently that's like level 10 content. And I was like, no way. I'm like level three. There's no way I could be doing this right now. No shit. You got all the way to the final boss though. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, it, it was pretty grim. <laughs> By the end, <laughs> my guys were scarred. <laughs> they weren't making it out of that Witch's Cabin. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's been me, man. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? How have you been playing?
1: Oh my God. I've been playing so much Returnal. Um, oh sick! Returnal is amazing, and yeah, it's pretty good. You know, if I were to flex my like well-worn pro-capitalist nose, I would snort up a PS Five. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and and it's like it's ugly as sin and like whale-chokingly large, but <laughs> when when you sit down and play it, it it fucking rules. Like yeah. the controller. I'm playing that game wearing headphones uh the place i'm staying has a 4k tv and it's it's oh my god it really is like it feels next gen you know when like i've been playing ps4 or whatever and now i'm playing this i'm like all right this is this is definitely a step up i don't know if it's like a 900 australian dollar step up but it's certainly a step up yeah for Um, sure are they still 900 AUD Oh, I have no idea. But, you know, okay. that's just the price I've got stuck in my head. Hopefully they're a bit um,
0: less expensive now, but I'm not... I, I'm, yeah, I have no idea, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember how much mine cost. I just went into a state of, like, there's one on that JB Hi-Fi. I must go and get it. And that was, that's all I remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. And I was also thinking because... Returnal was if not a launch title very soon after launch and yeah. I was just thinking of the casual gamers who bought this new console and like the two titles they had to choose from were Returnal and Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's pretty fucking rough if you're not
0: into like punishing games. Yeah. Um, yeah totally there wasn't much at launch for the casual ps5 enjoyer. i mean look if you're gonna buy a playstation 5 at launch you you're a gamer you're out there for the <laughs> demon souls yeah okay yeah, you have seen a demon soul or two at that point <laughs> that's a good call out
1: uh and so yeah i'm loving it i think it's incredible um i just yeah it's really clicked for me like a couple of hours in Uh, The movement, the weapons, the Mm -hmm. consumables, like the balance of all the resources is fantastic. Um, Really good. And yeah, once the combat clicked for me, I really started having an awesome time. And so like, um, you know, I, I... came up against the second cutscene boss yesterday and like I just decimated them on the first try because I'm like I know you're gonna have like a completely fresh move set but I've just got like such a grip on like the movement and like it's not like an always be shooting game which I thought it was at the start but like all right, I don't want to go too deep and I don't want to spoil too much, but we just got to talk about some of the deeper stuff in this game because, like, the deeper you go, the better it gets. But totally. Take the the weapon system, um, for example. So, like, you got a bunch of weapons that you find strewn throughout the levels and uh, the more you use the weapons, the more uh, functions you unlock in relation to the weapons yeah, and and so you're unlocking these functions but also and it's on a run by run basis the more you use the weapons the more your proficiency levels up yeah. and as your proficiency levels it means you'll find better weapons so already that's like teaching you to uh you know use your weapons and like get in with the enemies as much as possible because you just get rewarded for that by playing the game and, uh, you know, you don't have to do that. It's not like basically every other roguelike, like, uh, you know, Binding of Isaac or whatever, where you go into a room and all the doors shut and you've got to clear the enemies. Like in mm. in Returnal, you can just run through. You can just run right by the enemies and go into the next set of rooms. And yeah. it's it's crazy how well that works. It really surprised me because there's these, like, big kind of dynamics with the gameplay where the the firefights are so intense and the music Mm -hmm. is awesome and like bros this is like smash bros level of sweaty palms when i'm playing returnal (laughs) oh really (laughs) oh man it's like it's up there and so you have these big firefights and then you have like all this breathing space where you're like looting the level and trying to uncover secrets and maybe doing some like metroidvania um, Mm -hmm. stuff where you're moving around. And so to go back to the weapons, like you, you unlock new weapons, you find different weapons with different functions, but there's this like recharge slash reload mechanic. So let's just say you've got a pistol with 10 bullets. Um, if you shoot nine of those bullets and wait, you'll slowly get those bullets back. And if you shoot all 10 of those bullets, you'll basically get the Gears of War minigame where Mm -hmm. you'll go through a reload animation, but if you, like, click the trigger at the right point, uh, you'll reload really fast and you've got a full clip again. And initially, I was just shooting all the time until the clip was empty and trying to, like, get that quick reload minigame on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I realized like the more bosses I fought and like the more I played that there's actually a kind of grace to knowing when to go for the reload versus just to stop shooting and focus on dodging and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, man, when that clicked, oh my God, I just started having the greatest time.
0: <laughs> they have another mechanic in that game as well. I I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly. It's something to do with proficiency as well, but if you don't get hit you get a multiplier
1: that that goes up
0: oh yeah
1: so uh what's what's that called it's like adrenaline it's your adrenaline, ad- adrenaline yeah, it's, yeah. yeah so like if you come in and clear a room without getting hit um you you basically have an adrenaline meter that goes up and it's like one two three four five and each time it goes up you get like, a random benefit, like, extra melee damage or, yeah, like, right. better better aiming down the sights or something. But then you can also get these, like, artifacts and parasites. Yeah, that the parasites. Might, oh, my God. Like, there's just yeah. so much in this game and it's all balanced super well and it's just, mm. like... It makes exploring and finding, like, secret caverns where you have to make a choice between parasites and, like, I don't know. It, like, playing this game no matter what you're doing feels good and (laughs) I think that's a real achievement. And, like, one of the things that I think was a bit inaccessible to begin with was it's the first roguelike I've ever played that's 3D. like every other roguelike is 2D or like isometric. And when you're going for that kind of intense gameplay, like it's almost like a bullet hell where lots of things are happening all around you. Like take Hades, for example, because it's isometric, it's really easy to see what's going on. Whereas in like a 3D space, it's like really hard. You know, Mm. like there's things behind you and like new enemies spawning, but I realized they've designed the game around that. You know, they've designed the movement and the items you find around the 3D space. So it enables you to like learn the layouts. It's almost like Quake, you know, it kind of had that Quake vibe. Did you, did you get onto that?
0: Yeah, I I, briefly, I don't think I have like spent a great deal of time with Quake, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So it,
1: I mean, it's kind of like any multiplayer, um, game where like knowing the layout of the level, like in CSGO or Modern Warfare or whatever, is just super important to understanding, like, you know, how, like the difference between good positioning and bad positioning. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is like the first time in a single player game where it feels like that really matters. Um,
0: Totally. Anyway, I'm just going on a full Returnal ramble. (laughs) Do Uh, they have another thing in Returnal when you're about to get hit by an enemy? It sort of has like a circle around you that flashes or something? I can't remember if that's the case.
1: Yeah, so there is a kind of warning, but it's for automated attacks only. I think right. I uh, yeah, it's hard because honestly, dude, there's a lot going on in the screen mm. and uh I'm just kind of focused on movement at this stage. I think yeah. if I was maybe watching someone else play or I could like calm down and take stock, then I could <laughs> maybe tell you with some accuracy. But yeah, for me at the moment it's just like so enveloping that when a firefight starts I feel like I just enter a fugue state and then yeah. <laughs> the fight the firefight ends and I've either taken heaps of damage or
0: I've just got like full adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I have you progressed the story much at all, or are you still sort of in the in the first part?
1: Yeah, I've I've progressed the story somewhat, and I've gotta say I'm pretty impressed. Like this is uh the first house mark game with a story. Mm. Um and I think they've done really well for the most part um but yeah i i don't know how much story there is because it's not really clear so i okay i don't know how much i've unlocked
0: if that yep. makes sense how many did you say you've killed the first two bosses uh yeah yeah okay was one of those the bird boss that's like strung up in the air or not yeah yeah that's the that's the dude i killed on the first try oh nice hell yeah can't remember if it's that i think there's one after that that sort of progresses some stuff with the story i I honestly can't remember i thought it was the second boss that did that with the bird guy but maybe i'm wrong um but anyway uh, there's stuff in the story that i can't wait for you to see so Uh, yeah keep on
1: trucking yeah no i'm i'm loving how they drip feed you the story and like the game looks awesome um the the performance for Celine, who's the character you play really really good Mm. um and it's funny because there's been some kind of tropes where in a lot of games and it kind of did pull me up on this one where I'm like what are you doing you know like um it makes sense because you're on an alien world and you're like you know making scout logs and that kind of thing to track like your progress and to track what you're seeing and what you're uncovering but there was one where she was like There's just a tremendous amount of variety in the sentient (laughs) aliens. And I was like, all right, designers, Uh, like, fucking have a wank.
0: wow the replayability
1: i mean uh varied (laughs) experience on
0: this planet is amazing yeah
1: it was totally like that and you you know like that character may make that observation but just because i don't know we we see beneath the curtain a fair bit just on this podcast talking about video games i was like all right you know let's not let's
0: not overdo it now (laughs) yeah totally um yeah, I'm keen. That, that game actually has some co-op as well, which we might have to try at some point. Oh my god. Yeah uh, that <laughs> That sounds awesome, I'd love that. Hell yeah. Um I'll have to reinstall, but yes, uh come me in. Hell yeah. You got yeah. any um any sweet chicken chili chicken for me
1: yeah i got i got a couple of nugs i got a couple of nugs but yeah these are nugs they're not wings they're not chips but uh they're not
0: wings all right (laughs) oh my god dude that photo you sent me of the bag chip was so ominous i was like what is this this looks like something that you would get like airdropped or like bluetooth in an airport and then like some (laughs) horrible stuff would happen like it felt (laughs) so scary it was listener it was like perfectly positioned photo so that the edges of the frame encompassed the inside of a bag and then the perspective was one point and there was a single chip at the bottom of the bag (laughs) i don't know how else to describe that in any more detail but it was um it was horrifying and very endearing (laughs) yeah look when i see a bag
1: chip now probably for the rest of my life it's just going to remind me of this podcast excellent excellent i hope it does for the listener as well (laughs) Um so yeah, I got two small nugs. Uh the first nug is uh some Baldur's Gate 3 news just because mm-hmm. holy shit, it's just uh it's dominating. Day, yep. Yeah. Um all right. So we talked in our speedrun episode uh where like different games will have different types of speedruns, so like mm-hmm. a glitchless run or like a, a you know, a uh, help me, help me Joe.
0: What are, uh, what other they types do like of runs? No hit run, no they hit do run. Like yeah. consumables only, throwables only, blah blah blah. Amazing, thank you. Uh
1: so Boulders Gate uh officially now has a sex speed run category. Oh. So the fastest amount of time like, you know, just get laid as fast as yeah. possible. Uh and the current record is just under eight minutes pretty good who that's was it with do, do you know i don't i don't i mean i i didn't nothing clicked with me because like i'm not playing it so none of the character yeah. names rung a bell but uh yeah you could you could look that up if you so desire but uh yeah i thought that was pretty impressive like under eight minutes because uh man that's that's some heavy
0: uh seducing we've got going mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm yeah it's uh I bet it's gale if gale's trying to fuck all the time apparently <laughs> uh, yeah it's that's pretty cool it's pretty cool that there's already a speed run for that uh cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah see
1: it's a it's a nugget it's not a bad chip it but it's it, it's not a wing um and all right, this is kind of a bad chip, but Metroid dread developer who were called Mercury Steam. Um, they've announced, well, it's kind of, they've announced a non announcement. So they have two unnamed games that they're currently working on.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and that's it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I played through Dread. I got it like right towards the end and then I just lost interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like kind of the game had shown me everything and I was like, oh, now I'm bored. (laughs) You know? Um, it was, it was interesting though. Uh, I remember seeing the trailers for that and ragging on the animation uh, which I stand by. But um, yeah. yeah the, the actual gameplay animation was good. It was just the stuff in the cutscenes and the trailers. Yeah, I remember you saying that and I remember you
1: texting me when you got it where like you you were enjoying a lot of what it had to offer, but there were some like difficulty spikes and you were saying yeah. that it, it's like it, it was almost put downable how how high it spiked.
0: Yeah, I think it was like you get hunted by these dudes at certain points in each level and it's almost like a little progress gate slash puzzle you need to solve, platforming puzzle slash run away and hide puzzle. Right. Um, And some of them were just like nonsense difficult. Like it felt like very tricky to get around these Mm. big scary robots that filled you with dread. Mm, Uh, Hence mm -hmm. the name. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't really remember too much about that game
1: yeah okay yeah well um i guess i'm excited for metroid fans i like i don't know if mercury steam is responsible for all the other metroid games but i feel like metroid is relatively beloved um and yeah it it would be cool if they kind of found their little pocket yeah like I, I I don't know I feel like for whatever reason All the Metroid games I've played Have just Never been good enough To be like Wow this really does deserve Like this iconic Hall of Fame status it has Right
0: Yeah Totally um, so I agree
1: I don't Yeah I don't know If that's a me thing Or like if Yeah I'm just waiting For them to To bring All of their knowledge From previous games
0: Into one
1: Mega game Or something
0: Yeah for sure I remember really enjoying Metroid prime as a kid, but I think that was only because it was the only first person shooter I'd ever played. (laughs) Right. Uh, So that might be it, but, um, yeah. Anyway, what else you got for me?
1: No, that's it, babe. That's, uh, that's it. Yeah. I, I, and I was searching, you know, like no, no news came to me this week. So I was literally on Google video game news.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same. Actually, there's very little news. Um, I got a couple little nugs, though. Sweet. Um, the Jack and Daxter movie could reportedly star Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Okay. Wow, man. <laughs> Some dystopian <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> did,
1: um, oh, man, uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie. Do, do we know if that did any good or did, was that just a there, big fat flop? Did it come out?
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Actually, <laughs> i'm pretty sure it came out
0: while we've been recording these podcasts oh dude there was a ratchet and clank movie in 2016
1: oh 2016 oh joe no my my brain is that time eight,
0: is that eight eight years ago
1: <laughs> it's seven years ago but yeah that's seven brutal years ago? that's brutal
0: um so yeah that's an old one <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh looks was like we're getting uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt um, on the live action Jack and Daxter movie. I'm sorry, live action? That's what this uh, Press Start Australia article says. Um, and it's Lord. a leak from a Reddit user, uh, My Time to Shine Hello, who has been uh, responsible for leaks regarding Ant Man, The Wasp, Quantumania, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So they're saying, you know, this person has some cred with previous leaks
1: right Um, i I love leak cred you know as like an internet currency i feel like it's very rare we hear about leaks and it's just from some random person who has never leaked before it's usually like some back alley internet miscreant and they're like yeah i leaked
0: a bunch of other shit here comes ratchet and clank movie (laughs) yeah yeah dude leak cred that what a thing to have um if i had like an anonymous persona online i would love Lee cred that would be sick (laughs) Uh, Uh, we got a quote here from tom holland talking to Gamespot saying uh i would like to make a jack and daxter movie and i would like to play jack but i would like but sorry but i would make it at a24 so it's really weird and dark I would do a really weird live-action version of Jack and Daxter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am all about Tom Holland, like, fronting this project now. That. Yeah, through A24, like, extremely strange thing to say <laughs> about children's video game beloved characters, Jack and Daxter.
1: Yeah, he he's kind of talking like he's never heard of the IP, Jack and Daxter, and he's yeah. just like, yeah... I would love to be paid to be in Jack and Daxter, but
0: <laughs> I would want it to be fun for me to act in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at that point in my career. I want to do more weird things mm. uh, <laughs> and dark stuff. I've done enough Spider-Man. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of Boulder's Gate speed runs, there's another one, and this is the actual speed run to get an an ending in uh, Boulder's Gate 3. Uh-huh. Um, and someone has done it in 10 minutes.
1: What? What to yes. like see the credits.
0: Yes. Oh my god. That's yes. incredible. Yeah, so apparently um it's it's not like a a good ending. It's like a really catastrophic failure of an ending. Mm. Um you can do some things for a character and it spells the end like really early. Sort of like you remember in Sekiro how there's like a point where you can say yes to your dad or whatever and it's like that's the end. Yeah, and just miss half the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bold. I think there's something like that in Boulder's Gate, I and mean, people are just racing to that moment until no they find a, a quicker one.
1: Oh my god! Imagine if like you weren't that into video games, but you've been eating up all the hype, and then you decide to go for Boulder's Gate because you happen to have a PC that'll run it, <laughs> and then you just make all these really
0: shit choices in the credit rolls in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm 26 hours in and I haven't got to the point where I've been able to make a choice like that. Like, I I think this is like a, this is an act two event. So this person is racing through act one to get to act two. Bro, I don't think racing quite captures it. Like (laughs) act one in like, what, five minutes? That's bananas. Yeah. There must be some stuff you can do to just like forego a bunch of things and just like progress. I I have no idea. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Um, and the last piece of news. So, um, yesterday or the day before, I sent you this uh, TikTok. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> of the, uh, the this person streaming on on TikTok. Um, this is semi old news, and I feel extremely like boomerish for explaining it. But I wanted to have a go at explaining this this phenomena. Would you right. go with
1: me? A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm really okay. keen, and I'm, I'm I'm here to embrace the boomer. Do Do we need to explain to everyone what the video is?
0: Sure. Um. So if you Google, uh, I think her name is Pinky Doll. Um. You will get immediate access to a version of this video that we spoke about. Um. I won't even bother linking it because it's just there's just so much stuff out there no. about this we- character.
1: We can't, we can't tarnish our good name with a link like that. I can't put Pinky Doll in a fucking podcast link.
0: I just can't do it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, there's this thing that sort of popped up semi-recently, though apparently it's been around for a while, but it's sort of, yeah, it's recently become quite popular to do on the TikTok platform Mm -hmm. where you um, pretend to be like an NPC character and you stand there playing an idle animation and when people give gifts, you know, like on Twitch, how people can like give bits or like subscribe sure. uh, or donate, uh, it's sort of like that, but with like so many gifts. There's like all sorts of different kinds and different um, varieties, and they all do different things. When people give gifts to the person streaming, uh, they they do they, they play a little uh, canned reaction of themselves responding to that gift. Right. Um, and people are making fat bank on on doing this and getting mad view accounts for some unknown reason it must just be like tiktok algorithm being a weird black box that just happens to really like people doing this for some reason but they'll stream for anywhere between like 2 and like 14 or 16 hours doing these streams pretending to be an unplayable character um wow yeah making thousands and thousands of dollars (laughs) just from tiktok gifts (laughs) Wow. And, and
1: just so you all have some context, the video that Joe sent me was this, this person
0: that Joe described and they're just saying random words. Yeah. Well, those are responses to the gifts. So someone would have given her a gift, many of that particular kind of gift. And she's just responding in kind doing, you know, she might've got like 10 hot dogs or something. And so now she does the hot dog response 10 times in a row. Wow. Yeah,
1: it was it was very bizarre to see and I could not decipher what the fuck was going on. I was I was thinking maybe uh she was doing some like voice acting sound grabs for like a video game or something, but I was like that was a stretch. It's uh yeah, it's it's very it's very strange, but you know, you got to get that bag. So if you can like come online and, and, and blurt out a bunch of gibberish and you, and you're making fat bank, then, uh, all the power to you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very strange. And ever since it's sort of risen to popularity, there's been just a, an absolute, like the, the, uh, floodgates have opened on this one. And, <laughs> uh, heaps of people are doing it. Um, so I've got a little bit of stats here. We got uh pinky doll makes reportedly between 2000 to $3,000 per stream. Um, Damn. And that's after TikTok takes. TikTok takes fifty percent of earnings on these 50. streams. Yeah, Holy fifty, yeah, 50. yeah. That seems high. That's that's yeah. high. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that seems high. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um. So that's it. That's what it is. Does, does that enrich your life in any way? Probably not. It probably makes it worse. But here we are. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, I think it's a far cry from any kind of enrichment, but, um,
0: you know, the more, you know, <laughs> the more, you know, and now you do know, um, uh, so yeah, you got any bonus news or are we, uh, we headed off into the topic land? Uh, well, uh, this is our Iron Lung episode, right? This is
1: Iron Lung. All right. Um, well, shit, uh, I got a spiel, <laughs> <laughs> I got a spiel here. Um, and... You go first, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna make the most sense if I go first, because I think no matter what your spiel is, it's gonna be a better conversation starter. Oh,
0: I don't know about that, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Um, I'm kicked back in my chair, putting my socks on. I'm ready. All right. Here comes... The
1: iron Lung Spiel. <clears throat> Slay the Spire marries the candid game design of roguelikes and the addictiveness of Nana's apple pies in one holistic package. It eats spare time for breakfast. I'm going to read li- this like an ad for some reason. Sure. The developers have constructed a product that is both simplistic and fathomless in its mechanical scope. They have a direct line to your serotonin receptors, they have mastery over your impulse control, and they know it. Every run is a new opportunity to explore the endless synergies this deceptively whimsical card game has to offer. After 300 plus hours, I have seen certain card and artifact combinations only once, a fleeting symbiotic relationship, an occurrence few will experience and even fewer will appreciate, It's a type of rarity rewarded to experimentation rather than pecuniary folly. The lows are informative, and the highs put a grin on your face only removed by the real-life woes you may return to after putting down your controller. Iconic in its simplicity, delusive in its execution, Slay the Spire is an exercise in striving for the purest form of video game entertainment, and it succeeds with tremendous assiduity. Also, Iron Lung sucks.
0: <laughs> That's it? That's it. That's my feeling. Oh, my God. I had a, dude, it's so strange you did this because I had the exact same temptation. I was like, what if I made a first impressions review of uh, Boulders Gate 3 instead of this uh, impressions on Iron Lung?
1: Yeah, look, I... i so close. I, I played Iron Lung four times, and every time I... Came in fresh. I wanted to give it a real good chance. And after like 10 minutes, I was just like, why the fuck am I wasting my time with this? Yeah. And I would just
0: boot up Slay the Spire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll read my spiel and then we can have our, um, put our pitchforks in our, our sweaty little game of hands and just go, go to town. Shall we? Yeah. Sounds good. Right. <clears throat> uh, mine is really, uh, short. Mm-hmm. Uh I waited... Until the last minute to play Iron Lung. I heard it was short. I was a bit scared to play a quote unquote horror game on my own. Iron Lung isn't really anything. It's an orienteering test for scouts. It's a game jam about being understimulated. Maybe I'm just unable to enjoy these kinds of games games that have seemingly only the thinnest of ideas spread across too much playtime, like a mini game that outstays its welcome. There is lore here and there are some spooks. Outside of a tech splash screen and some intro dialogue or audio, uh, there's very little else to grasp onto to hang your hat on to relate to in I Lung. And that's it. That's my spiel.
1: Yeah. I mean, 100%. What did you say? Unfinished
0: game jam
1: or something uh, like that?
0: I said it's a game jam about being understimulated. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs>
1: i mean look it feels a little bit mean to come on here and have played like a really small game that's probably yeah. made by a tiny team or maybe just one person and to shit all over it but i think in general we're very good at giving indie developers a chance and we we both kind of love when indie Developers focus on a a single novel idea and figure out what they can do with it. And I think in nearly every turn that Iron Lung made, it just made it worse to play. So the game kicks off and you get this text thing that was honestly awesome. Like the first mm -hmm. time I played this, I was like, oh, hell yeah. So basically, you know, Earth exploded and it's just, uh, you know, the space stations that survived and you're on this planet, and uh, you need to check out... And this planet has a sea of blood for some reason. Yeah, blood ocean. And blood ocean. And you need to to check out points of interest in this submarine. And, and they don't expect you back. And this was something that was really haunting for me. I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Like, you get in the submarine, and they weld you in. Like, this yeah. is... This is it for this you. Is it. Yeah, and uh, I was I was like, that's a great start. That's you know, that's that's put me in the right mood. And um, so you descend down into this ocean, and you're in this little sub, and uh, you've got all you've got a couple of levers, and you've got like a camera that's that takes pictures. And uh, you know, there's no tutorial or explanation, but it's pretty straightforward. You know, you start, um, you start moving around, and uh, you've got a little radar that that brings up blips, and you put together that these blips are basically, uh, you know, like deep subterranean
0: mountains or whatever. Subterranean
1: yeah. mountain is that noxymorons?
0: An anyway. Sub, um... Subaquatic? what what but beneath the surface of the water yeah Sub- yeah subterranean would be beneath the surface of the land yeah you can't have a subterranean mountain i don't think <laughs> i mean a cave that's got a mountain in it i don't know I, <laughs> the world is strange i don't pretend to know anything about it um and so yeah look blood ocean
1: this is you know th- this this world is stranger but uh yeah you you just basically pressing dials and, uh, keep in mind, I'm playing this on the switch. Like I'm using a controller to oh, press these dials. The That's right. Oh, oh Jesus. bro. And so, you know, you've got to like put your cursor right over the button and then click it. Was a it a cursor? Yeah. There's like pop to the points that you oh. could press? Oh, well it, you know, it's not, it's not like a mouse cursor. It's like a what is it called a crosshair it's like you know like a little dot or whatever oh but you aim it with the right stick i assume yeah
0: you aim with the left stick and and click with a and then when you need to turn around to Uh, investigate the back of the submarine you move with the right stick and aim with the left
1: what What? (laughs) so you you move with the right stick and then you look around with the left are you sure (laughs) that's backwards is it oh okay
0: maybe that's not right then because it didn't I I wasn't like this is backwards so I have just mixed that up (laughs) yeah in in Call of Duty you run with the left stick and look with the right you know
1: right okay Okay. yeah no that's that's totally the kind of thing that I never actually think about and I just Ah, pick up the controller and I can do it Um, And I could do it. So
0: it must be the regular controls. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I would be so startled if they'd made that choice. Uh, Maybe they had though. Like I was, I was about to be like, that sounds like some shit this game would try on. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's not great. Anyway.
1: So you're in this sub, you can take photos and you're pressing buttons and you're basically, um, you've got a map with these point of interests. And the point of interest is just like an X and Y and an A coordinate. And so you need to, like, make the coordinates match the dials on your sub. And uh, you can't just go straight there. There are, like, rocks and shit in the way that you can't see, by the way. You've just got Mm -hmm. that little radar that blips at you. And um, if you get too close to a rock, you just, you know, get squashed by the immense pressure and it's game over. Yep. Um, And then... So I'm going around, I'm like, all right, I got the hang of this. This is fine. I'm going to check out a point of interest. And the first time I was getting to a point of interest, I was like, I was invested. I was like, this is cool. You know, this is really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, The point of interest, like the first one I I decided to go to was relatively easy to get to. So I wasn't like put off by the tediousness of how you fucking work those sub controls. And uh, when you get to a point of interest, you need to take a picture. And I've been taking pictures along the way, like, they're real fuzzy, they're black and white, you basically Mm. see maybe, like, I don't know, a couple of fucking seaweed tendrils or whatever. Yeah, some bones. Yeah, and, um, and so I get to the point of interest and I take a picture and I'm like, oh, fuck, what's it gonna be? And it's just, like, it's just nothing. It's just, you know, the sea or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's really disappointing. And I went to another point of interest and it was just as disappointing. And I was like, (laughs) this is the worst game ever. Like, it's so tedious to do things. Like, to, to push the camera, take a picture button, to, like, maneuver the sub, you know, change your coordinates. Everything is super tedious and so when you finally get to your destination, the payoff is nothing. And I was Mm. just like, what is happening? What does this game offer that like beating my head
0: against a bush doesn't offer? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, I think, okay. So just playing devil's advocate here. I think the idea (laughs) would be that the sort of ham-fisted controls um, are directly... Opposed to the gradually intensifying feeling of dread as the ship starts to fail and as the things you're investigating start to become more scary. Right. So it's supposed to be like these controls are really hard to navigate and the ship is filling with blood and there's smoke coming in from somewhere and I still need to try and get to this final location. And what's that on the radar? Oh, no, it's coming towards me, but I'm not moving. What is that? That's the feeling that they're trying to invoke right yeah and like i
1: didn't get to see any of that stuff because despite booting it up four times because you know the the game club games like i want to give them a proper go so i have something to talk about and uh it was just it was just terrible like it was so tedious and boring every time i booted it up and yeah,
0: man, like Slay the Spire is right there. <laughs> <He's just> there. <laughs> uh yeah. Look, I get it. I, I think this game fumbles pretty hard in the first ten minutes. Like you really need to like give the player something. Um to like it's allowed to be a slow burn, you know, mm, like mm. but there needs to be a little bit more than yeah, that little bit of text, which is good, and a little bit of audio and maybe a better way to control yourself. Like the the controls whilst annoying are just or whilst our heart are just kind of annoying at a certain point mm, um yeah so if you could you know it's like co-op or um you know getting over it it's like hard to control but that's the point of that game those games um whereas yeah. this one's just like hard to control but doesn't actually net you any benefit right
1: well those games are, are visually stimulating right so so they're hard to control but you see your your dude in the cauldron fly around all the ways you don't want to go and it's funny and it's yeah yeah, it's cool it's something whereas this is just like pressing buttons and watching numbers yeah and and that's
0: that's it that's all it is and it yeah it uh it's not it's not good yeah i i would have loved for there to be um I mean there is some of this stuff later on like so so what I did was my playthrough was I got the first point of interest I was like cool some bones great Uh, I went to the (laughs) second point of interest it was like some tenderly seaweedy looking things Mm -hmm. and I crashed like I crashed my boat Mm -hmm. um and then I reloaded and assumed that it had saved right after I got the second point of interest this is my fault downfall but I went to the third point of interest assuming that The second one was done. Mm. I went to the third point of interest, checked it off. It was like some more worms. And then I checked the map and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't done my second point of interest. I need to go back and do that. I was like, the prospect of like going back through that tunnel again was Mm -hmm. maddening. It takes so long. This is such a big map. (laughs) Mm. And the speed that you go in the little boat was like, ugh. And so I was like, all right, I think I'm going to watch a a Let's Play. So I watched a Let's Play of the game. Oh, yeah. and And skipped through all of the boring navigating bits. So I got a sense of what they had to offer later on. Um, But yeah, it needs to do more of that stuff earlier, in my opinion. It needs to be more like, you know, unexpected things happening. Um, Mm. like Someone tapping you on the shoulder or a shadow that disappears behind the little area where the camera is set. Um, The camera not working for some reason. Mm. Stuff banging on the outside of the ship. Like the, you know... Navigating through a tunnel again <laughs> is not at all interesting. But if there's yeah. something chasing me, that is interesting. Sure. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's it's just like I said, too much stuff spread over, not enough. uh sorry, not enough content spread over too much playtime.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great way to put it, and I I hard agree, dude. Like I think if those first points of interest were interesting. Then I probably would have kept going You know if they like Because it's not clear like what you're going to find You've just been told by like the space station That they're points of interest Not that they'll like save humanity or whatever And so you know I guess because it takes so long to get there, your imagination starts whirring in the meantime. And just literally anything other than what I saw would have been more interesting. Like, you know, imagine if you saw a basketball, you'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what is that doing here? But instead it was just like seaweed and bones. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a sea of blood.
0: I'd expect some bones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Um... So, yeah, I don't really have too much more to say about this, but what I thought we could do. Oh, yeah. And if you want to play Mm -hmm. with me in this space, we've got a few minutes left, um, Mm -hmm. was take a concept that we think um, Iron Lung was trying to build a game jam for. Like, let's just say it's the feeling of claustrophobia and dread. Yeah, and make a little game about being in a submarine about that idea oh sick yeah no i'm fully on board i'm fully on board all right um so i mean we can take the template of of that game or we can just completely start from scratch um it's kind of it's kind of wherever we want to go
1: yeah i i kind of like the idea and it has almost been overdone at this stage in the horror realm where like you can't see with your own eyes, like you're relying on cameras or video cameras yeah, to be senses, able to yeah. see. And that's like, that's really cool. I like a horror experience that like takes your senses away from you because that shit is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's frightening when you can't see. So like, I think maybe a submarine is like, kind of the most obvious vehicle for that kind of thing but it's also pretty limiting you know like what can you put in an ocean let's say we keep the camera mechanic what can we put in an ocean that is like really going to grasp you you know like mm. let's say the most interesting things ever showed up in those photos like let's say I don't know you take a photo and you go, you wait for it to pop up on the monitor, and there's just, like, Donald Trump in a throne. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Which is obviously the most horrifying thing I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Wow. Um, like, okay, so that's really terrifying. Donald mm-hmm. Trump in a sea of blood, who obviously has no trouble breathing blood, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously a real-life fact. And, <laughs> <laughs> like... What what then? Okay, so I'm I, I take the photo, I'm really scared, but like <laughs> is that really enough? Like Yeah yeah. I still don't think even with the template it's it's like it's enough, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I kinda so here's what I would do. Um I would say we can keep the submarine, mm-hmm. um, but do away with the map and the predetermined points of interest. Oh yeah. Um, so you're blind, like completely blind apart from, uh, sensors. So you won't just have the one, you know, radar sensor that sort of tells you what's on, you know, a single point or a points around you. There's like multiple sensors that sort of pop up around the ship. So like, you know, if something is to the left of you, you'll actually hear like a a proximity sensor and a flashing red light or something on the right side of the ship or the left side of the ship or whatever. Okay. If something's in front of you, it'll beep in front of you. Mm -hmm. um and it's less of like a radar thing and more of like little flashy lights around the outside of the ship or something Mm -hmm. i also thought it would be cool to um do away with the size of the ship like make it a bit bigger and have like long hallway with the camera at the other end oh okay so you turn around and you have to like walk down the the hallway of dread every time Mm, um that's good yeah yeah i like i like a long hallway it's something about uh the memory of being in a kid and like of being a kid and being in a long hallway and like trying to run from one end to the other terrified mm. as a kid was like a real was a real memory for me so i think that's something we can like recapture there um for sure whether whether it's that you know there's a light down the end of the, the hallway normally and now the light's gone so you have to go down there and fix it Um, maybe there's sensors beeping at the other end and you have to go and take a photo of what's at the back of the ship. Um, something like that. Uh, and then yeah, I like your idea of there being like unexpected things on, on the other side of the camera, you know, like you take the photo and it's like an interior of a house or something.
1: Right. Yeah. Some super liminal shit
0: yeah um yeah. which is something returnal does really well <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah and then uh i thought it could be less of a uh, you know you've got the map already and more of you have to try and make the map so through taking photos and like using your senses you can sort of draw your own version of the map um, yeah and, th- and this was something that uh what was it called um that PS1 horror game that I was really into a while ago. PS1? PS1 style. Uh, uh, it was- Bloodborne Cart. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember it. That's all right. But it did this thing where like you would make your own, you'd draw your own maps uh, outside the game on like a, a notepad. Right. And um, at a certain point it was like the rooms got turned around or randomized and you, you went through the same door that you would expect <laughs> to be you know, take you to the next room, but it took you somewhere else. And so right. there's that feeling of like being completely turned around, which I think you could play with in that setting as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else we could put down there that would like make it more or, you know, more interesting to try and figure out what, you know, where you're going. Like if there's like an, an end goal or something, it yeah. needs to be something like that to to motivate you to
1: get through there yeah and to be honest, all the stuff you just talked talked about, like the longer hallway and like you know the more interesting results out of pitches, like already this has blown out the amount of development oh, yeah, <laughs> that, totally. that you would you would need to you know execute these ideas because like you know this this game is really quite simple mm. um. And yeah, I think it's just worth calling that out that like while we are yearning for something more, that does mean a lot more work on the development side.
0: What if instead of you just kept everything except the controls were good? <laughs> <laughs> like, you could actually steer the sub.
1: Yeah, well, what if like, um, you know, uh, left stick was like forward and backwards and then right stick was like, oh, like steer. You know, it like tank controls basically, yeah. and uh, whatever you still had the radar, but it was just a lot more easy to maneuver. Um, yeah, but but see, then that that like you need more interesting things because if the controls are easy, then you're not really like interacting with them is not really going to cause any kind of stress or like anxiety, which is, I think, what they're going for, yeah.
0: Um you there sorry, is yep. stuff that happens later, like stuff catches on fire, and you need to use a fire hydrant to put out the fire. In there. all so, right, um, but yeah, there could be like you know some more mini games about patching patching holes or like trying to get water out somehow, or um, yeah, I don't know, other mini games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just oh, uh, I did have this other idea where it's oh, yeah. like. Um, Uh, you start with like a fully functional submarine Mm -hmm. and um but you need to like display this to the player somehow you know like you've got all these sensors that work really well and you've got like four propellers and a light on the oh, front yeah. and I guess you would need to see out the front or something or like maybe the light is just active during when you take a photo anyway but as you go those things start to like malfunction and break and so you like lose access to being able to turn left or something because your left propeller breaks
1: oh yeah that's interesting yeah that's interesting uh, and a bit similar to Outer Wilds cuz oh. that's that's kind of how the, the spaceship works. You know, right. like you can lose different functionality, but in Outer Wilds, you get to leave the spaceship and like go out and repair it, which yeah, is yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah. But obviously not really possible in, in a submarine with, the, with
0: pressures under oh, that ocean. Yeah. yeah, the pressures would be bad. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that was my little, little, you know, little play with me in this space vibe. Hope that yeah, was cool. cool.
1: Yeah, cool. I mean, if, if you all have uh, other ideas or you've come across a game where you just felt like, uh, you know, it was under implemented or under delivered in some way, you can uh, email us your thoughts at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we love uh, hearing from you and send, receiving your emails. Please, please send us messages about what what you could have done instead of make uh i'm really i'm really afraid that this is coming off as just
1: like this fucking attack iron lung vibe (laughs) and it's it's totally not you know like we both supported the developer when we purchased this oh yeah i'm so ready to give this dev another chance but uh yeah for, for for me this was a really big miss
0: yeah yep
1: well said i agree um so i oh look i'm not organized for this we may have to fade into the uh, fade in the music but uh we need to roll a 1d4 to get our Ooh. our next game happening do you do you have one handy i do give me one second oh my god i love i love that D is just in everyone's homes
0: right now i know no. <laughs> Probably one of the better things about this reality we're currently in. <laughs> yeah. D&D is popular.
1: Take that, jocks. No, I'm kidding. Uh- <laughs> jocks. <laughs> you don't want to offend the jocks?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm rolling the dice. It's a three. We are playing humanity. Oh, baby. For,
1: fuck, is it September? No. Is it? Uh August, September, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, we're up to September. That's a bit that's a bit confronting. Oh, this uh, is yeah. the PS5 game, right? Oh, this is gonna be dope. Yeah, so this is a game you actually recommended to me ages ago. Yes. Um so I know very little about it. You said it was kind of like lemmings and it's a puzzle game, and
0: that's it. Yeah, I'll read the little googly bit. Humanity is a 2023 puzzle platforming game developed by LTD and published by Enhanced Games. The player controls a Shiba Inu with the goal of guiding crowds to a goal to solve puzzles. <laughs> you control a Shiba Inu? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. So, I love it. I'm pumped. I might even go play this right after. That's oh so fun.
1: Oh, God. Cool. All right. So, that's going to be our September game club. And, uh,
0: yeah. That was Iron Lung, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Iron Lung. I, yeah. Okay, so here's the good thing about Iron Lung. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, actually, great idea. Let's just end end this pod on a couple of good thoughts about Iron Lung. Sure. I have respect for the way that Iron Lung has captured um, some sort of cult attention. You had like a famous YouTuber, Markiplier, play it and also sign on to do a movie about it. This was a piece of news from ages ago. Wow. Um, there, is, there is attention for this game. People seem to be interested in this game, and it just wasn't for us. And so, you know, I think there is something there um, and that it has touched a bunch of people. So it's it's definitely doing something right.
1: Right. Well, that's that's awesome. And, like, I will say, I think it's an interesting premise, you know. uh Humanity is basically extinct except for a couple of space stations and you're exploring planets to try and figure out how to prolong, uh, your survivability. And it was a stark atmosphere, but it was pretty intriguing to begin with, uh, a bit in your (laughs) face with a literal ocean of blood. But, you know, when I, when I started the game and like they lowered the sub, I was, I was there, I was feeling the vibe. So, um... Yeah, it's not like this game was a hundred percent bad in my book. So yeah, like interesting premise,
0: intriguing atmosphere. Those are some good things. I mean, if if all the game has to do is get you in the front door, then they've definitely done that. Um, mm, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's a uh, it's and there, yeah, like I said, it's cool that people have enjoyed it, and there is lots of content out there and people making stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is more from this this uh, game game maker. Hell yeah. So, yeah, keen, keen to see what they do next. Keen to see how they sort of play with the ideas that they put forth. Like I said, like that's why I wanted to do that little um game jammy thing right at the end. Because I think there is, like, fruit on the tree. It's just tricky right. to find.
1: Mm. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Agree. All right. Well, uh, we hope you all have a lovely weekend. And we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend again. Sounds good. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.